Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly? We have you covered. Without any further ado, let's get started. Madeira, and I'm really excited about this episode because Emma is going to walk us through her journey and almost launching her brand with her co-founder. Order only and sustainably made. Born from the desire to design pieces that represent femininity as a whole. Without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode with Emma. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, Emma. I'm so excited to have you on. I feel like this has been a long time coming. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here as well. To kick things off, can you let everyone know more about your background and a little bit more about you? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, background, where do I start? The basics. (laughs) I'm Japanese English and, you know, born and raised in Japan. And then I lived around a lot of places like from university, you know, around Europe. And then I moved to Canada three years ago. But in terms of work, like, you know, professional life, my background's been in online marketing for uh, B2C companies and You know, I've just always been passionate about working for companies that sell products that, you know, focus on craft, like craftsmanship, quality, um, sustainability. I've just always loved that. Um, So that's been my background. But I've also worked in, you know, tech companies, things like that, doing digital marketing. Yeah, now I'm working on Adira. That's great. And Adira is it's a Vancouver born clothing brand um, and we create uh, limited edition collections that are um, that have seasonless garments Um, they're pre-order only and they're sustainably made locally here in Vancouver like given the current climate in the world like we we felt that we needed you know clothes that give women more, you know, confidence in this world that's so uncertain. And, you know, we wanted women to feel, you know, just awesome and like empowered wearing these garments. And we wanted to also show that sustainable fashion can carry weight in the industry. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like I always knew that the end goal of mine is going to be me owning a company, owning a brand. 
but I didn't really know exactly what that was. Like I knew I wanted to do something where, which focused on a product. Like I said before, you know, I love products that are all about like craftsmanship, high quality, sustainable, things like that. I knew I wanted to do something around those lines, but I didn't really think specifically of fashion. But then um, my co-founder and I, we, uh, after I moved here, we became best friends and we both have similar visions for life. Like we both want, you know, to own our own thing, have our own brand. Um, And we were just chatting one day, literally drinking wine and, you know, any other, yeah, like any other Friday and talking about the future, what we want in life and realized we both want similar things. And we're like, oh my God, should we? what if we made something together? You know, one of those casual conversations, like what if we made something together? That'd be so much fun. Best friends working together. Um, and then we, we just dug deeper into it. Like, okay, what are, what are some things in the world that we could create? Like, what are some problems in the world that we could help solve through um, creating beautiful, awesome products? And my co-founder's background is in fashion. Like she's a fashion designer, Um, And she, you know, started talking about fast fashion and how horrible it is and all the horrible effects it's having on the world, both on the environment and people. And we were, we were both just like, wait, why don't we do something, you know, in sustainable fashion? Like we both love fashion. Um, We both want to create products that are sustainable, but awesome (laughs) and that's kind of how we got into it we're like okay we both have that passion and we both have those skills she has the fashion skills I have the marketing skills so that was kind of the natural progression of how we started Adira and why we chose sustainable fashion founder and the fact that you guys are best friends I'm just wondering how you make it work because I've had and I've heard other stories of people being friends and then they work together and it doesn't go well but it seems like both of you are able to make it work so well I'd love to hear a little bit more about just the behind the scenes of how that works and what each of your roles are a little bit deeper yeah totally you know what we had this exact conversation as well when we started we're like oh you know, we're best friends, like we're going to work together. Is this, is this going to be okay? Um, But I think, you know, first of all, I think we're, um, our personalities are very similar in a way that we both approach things in similar ways. Like, um, um, but also I think the main thing is that we have different skills. So we have different areas of expertise that we're in charge of. So we don't really butt heads in terms of like ideas or how we're going to do marketing or how we're going to design a garment because I'm relying on her expertise when it comes to the design and production and she's relying on my expertise when it comes to you know marketing and maybe the business side of things but that's not to say that we don't give each other opinions or we don't share feedback and stuff but um we both learn from each other obviously but I think that's the main thing why we can work well together um and also we both have adopted this attitude of let's have fun with this like you know we get to spend so much time together now like more than before 
we get on really well. Let's just have a laugh throughout the whole process. Like while we're working, if you saw us through a window while we're working, you'll see us just like doing some dances or just having some music on and laughing, making jokes. Not to say that we're not serious about everything, but I think that attitude really helps get us through stressful times um, and not get, you know, annoyed at each other when something doesn't work. We both know that we're trying our best. So I think that's, yeah, those are a few things. knows you know what she's bringing to the table and of course you listen to her and then vice versa as well like she trusts you too so get out yeah you know, that's so true the um the trust element like we do trust each other a lot and i think that yeah like you, you know even as best friends it's important obviously to that level of trust and that sort of relationship but also on a business partner sense like you want to be able to trust them completely and I, I trust her completely and I, I hope she does trust me too so you're totally right that's a yeah that's a good point and so going back a little bit when did you start officially for Adira Oh, this has been a long journey. So, you know, and, you know, we met more at the beginning of it. But um, so in 2018, that's when we actually had our first wine chat where we were talking about doing something together. And Adira actually started then. Uh, but we tried, we were a retailer for sustainable brands, an online retailer for sustainable brands. And we were doing that for a while. But I, I think, you know, we were missing our true passion, which is creating a product. We wanted to create something of our own as well, because we both have that side in us that loves to build something from scratch, whether it's, you know, for me, maybe that's more from a business sense. But for her, it's definitely the design and the creating of her own uh, garments. So we realized that passion was missing. And so we, we decided to pivot in uh, 2019. We were like, okay, we're just going to design our own things. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to put our heart and soul in that so much more. Um, so, yeah, this official start day was 2018, a long time ago. Now you're about to launch exciting and we'll, we'll chat about that a little bit later. But before we get there, I'm curious about how you came up with the name Adira. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I really loved that process. So we were looking for, you know, we wanted this brand to represent um, strong women who are independent. They have high ambitions in life, whatever that is for you know, whatever that is. And, you know, they're just doing their own thing. Very, we wanted to empower women through the products we created. Um, so I was literally Googling independent women names. <laughs> I was Googling, <laughs> that's exactly how I did it. I was like, okay, what names do we, are there that represent like independence and femininity and strong women? And I came across this name and, and I just kind of, it's, it's hard to explain, but I, 
I'm a very um, emotional and like gut feeling kind of person. Um, and when I came across this name, like something stuck with me. I got like, I got a gut feeling and I was like, oh, this is, this might be good. So I showed my co-founder and she loved it. So that's how it came to be. And we, we love that. It's just like a one, you know, it's not two words. It's, it's just one word, short, easy to remember and it represents strong women. So that's how we came up with it. Oh, I love that. It's also, it looks really cool too, because it starts with the A, ends with the A too. It's short. Didn't actually know it represented strong, independent women, but that's really great too. It just makes it even better. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Okay. So let's talk about your first collection, which is coming up soon. spark that inspiration and really try to make things different oh oh my god I'm so excited for this collection to launch oh, we've been working so hard and so long on it oh my god um but basically the inspiration that was behind this collection is um the Victorian aesthetic we love the Victorian aesthetic it's so beautiful so classic so feminine but we wanted to take that and combine it with, you know, the women of today that we want to represent through our brand, you know, strong, but also edgy, um, but also kind and feminine, like this whole, like a wholesome woman that, you know, we all are today. And that's where the inspiration came from, combining that, you know, Victorian aesthetic with the modern edge was the inspiration for this collection um and yeah we chose the material like the main material for this whole collection is mulberry silk um and we chose that material because one it's one you know one of the more sustainable options of fabric out there and two it has this you know elegant um elegant feel to it so that's where yeah that's why we chose that fabric. Yeah, and mulberry silks are beautiful too to work with and it's so nice to wear it too. So yeah, it's so exciting. Yay. Plan to launch with. Yeah, okay. So so we're actually calling our collections editions. Um, so edition one, this is edition one. And edition one is going to have uh, six items. Um, the first is we're calling it the 001, but it's a top. It's a one sleeve top um, with like a very, you know, accentuated big puffy sleeve with a, a tight cuff. And you tie it on your left side with a, in a big, big oversized bow. Um, so that's the first one and it's kind of cropped. It's very, very cute. Uh, and then the second one, 002 is a tie top. It's a crop top, um, but you tie it around your chest, um, and it has some beautiful gathers in the back. So that's another one. And then we also have an organza silk top. So the organza is just like a different weave of silk. Um, the rest of the garments use charmeuse weave silk um, but yeah we have one organza top which is 
again, the, I think the main theme of this collection is bows. We have bows in, on every item and not just bows. It's like big accentuated statement bows, which I love. It looks so good. Um, but yeah, the organza top is kind of like a, the best way to explain it is like a holter crop top, but in, it has an open back with huge bows that you tie. And then we also have a skirt, uh, which is gorgeous. It's like a, it's a mini skirt with trims and some gathers. And the last one, the last main garment is um, a belt, a corset belt. And this is actually my favorite. It snugs you in so well. It has boning in it. Um, it has gathers in it to make it like, you know, inspired by that Victorian aesthetic which I love. And then lastly, we're, we have uh, scrunchies, organza silk scrunchies, but huge ones, like huge scrunchies. <laughs> I'm showing it with my hands, but then I realized, you know, people can't see how big my, what I'm doing with my hands. It's like the size of Emma's face. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the size of my face. <laughs> but yeah, those are the products. Oh, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So you already kind of talked about your favorite pieces, but I'm sure you love all of them. And are you guys starting now to get ready for the second edition too? Or are you just going to get through this first one and then once it's done, think about the second one? Yeah, we're going to get through this launch first. Uh, and then um, we'll start designing the second edition. But we're planning on starting to design it in November already. So pretty soon. But we have some cool ideas of different sustainable materials we can use for our next one. So how are you bringing these pieces to life? Yeah, totally. Let me just tell you from the beginning, it's been a, it's a process. I did not know how much goes into making one clothing item. Oh my goodness, so much effort. Um, and you know, before all this, I knew that, that I knew that fast fashion is, is bad. And I just didn't know how bad until I realized, hey, if you're paying $30 for something, so many people are not getting paid because it is expensive to build a clothing item. It takes so much work and so many hours and so much effort from so many people. Um, but yeah, basically to to make the garment come to life, we worked with local sewers here in Vancouver to help us build the prototypes and um, have the fittings, the adjustments. Um, we worked with two local sewers here, which are amazing. They were amazing. And then now we're going to work with um, a production company here in Vancouver in East Van. Um, and because there's one sewer there who specializes in working with this material, the silk material. Um, it's very delicate and very finicky to sew. So it actually takes a lot of effort to make one of our items. I think the top takes like eight hours to make. Yeah, it takes eight hours of someone just sitting there making it. Like it's so, the craftsmanship on it is amazing. So that is the production process. What we're gonna do is after we close the pre-order window, we're going to tell them exactly how many pieces of each item were sold. And we're only going to make that. We're only going to make exactly that. 
Yeah, that's great from a sustainability perspective. And then when you're buying the materials, how did that work? Because if you didn't know the demand yet, or did you kind of just buy some offhand because you're all using the same materials? How did you approach that? Yeah, so buying the materials, um, we found a supplier of mulberry silk that we love. And we bought we bought a chunk of material enough for you know, the initial samples and the final adjustments, but we still, um, before the pre-order window closes, we're going to guesstimate how much material we're going to need based on the sales we're making and make a huge order um, right before the pre-order window closes. Save the product. Yeah, so this is, the difficulty of a pre-order model, which again is another learning that I've figured out recently. Um, but it's we're estimating about eight to ten weeks. Um, and reason being, you know, with the difficulty of a pre-order model is that we're not able to commit to a certain number of orders beforehand. So the production company also can't commit to saving a spot for us until we know exactly how much we're making. But they know that we're coming. <laughs> You know, they, they know that we're, we're you know, going to make an order with them. So what I'm going to do is keep them updated throughout, this, throughout the pre-order window um, to let them know how our sales are looking so that they can start to prepare a, a production spot for us. But yeah, it will take eight to 10 weeks, including packaging and shipping and stuff like that. to and creating waste so it is great from a just like from a logistical and also from a sustainability perspective yeah totally I love that we're not going to have that much waste like and, and any waste we have we're already thinking of things we could do with it you know could we make silk pillowcases could we um, give them to fab cycle you know a great company in Vancouver that resells textile waste so we're definitely thinking about that beforehand too So can you share with everyone? Oh, Kalina, if I had like a dollar for every mistake and lesson I've learned, I feel like I'll be a millionaire right now. <laughs> Honestly. That's the case with everyone though. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. We, um, me and my co-founder joke all the time that, you know, whenever we make a mistake or something, we're like, oh, add it to the novel, add it to the novel of our, you know, the novel that we've written with our <laughs> mistakes and learnings and stuff. But let's see the biggest, like some of the biggest learnings would be everything takes so much longer than you think, especially in physical product business, because there are so many people um, or so many different, you know, logistic like parts that we depend on that depend on each other. Um, and especially during Corona times, it's been so difficult, you know, shipping's delayed or they don't have this fabric anymore or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think planning out much more in advance and preparing things much more in advance is a big lesson that I've learned even now, like preparing for our launch. Yeah, that's the main thing, I think. No, that makes sense. I think preparation and just patience is important, especially when you're in a product-based business, to your point. Yeah, oh my God, patience, yes. 
Cool. And do you have any other tips or advice for other slow fashion founders? Planning out content in advance is a lifesaver that I haven't done enough of this time. But I mean, and I knew it. I was like, oh, I, I knew I need, I knew I need to plan uh, the content ahead. But I think what I would do next time is like outsource uh, or get some help to build out the content calendar and stuff. Especially if you still have a full time job, you know, like me, I'm still doing this as a on the side. So I think that's a big tip as well. And speaking of that, because you are still doing a full time job, do you have any time management or productivity tips? Oh, yeah. Okay, so what I do is every day I look at my like full time job work calendar. um, And I see, you know, what I need to get done that day. And, you know, specifically for my full time job. And then I block out that time. And then I focus within that time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get everything that I need to get done for my full-time job in this four-hour window. I'm just going to do nothing else but focus on my full-time job, get the shit, oh, can I swear? Okay, get the shit done. And then the rest of the day, I block out for Adira. Like, I try to make as much time as possible for Adira without sacrificing the quality of my work for my full-time job. And... I it's sometimes it's on a day by day basis, me blocking out time because, you know, things are unpredictable. I might get called into meetings for my full time job, but I block time out. And then do you have any self care tips too? Because you're probably working lots and we kind of talked a lot about that before we started recording too. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm really into um, the five minute journal. Do you know it? Yeah, I'm really big fans of Alex and Mimi. Me too. I follow them on Insta and I see, I, yeah, I love their podcast as well. Like their life is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I bought, I, I found out about the five minute journal through them. So I use that every morning, which reminds me to, you know, be grateful of things and keep a positive attitude. Um, I also, uh, I also use their productivity planner. <laughs> big fan of their stuff yeah <laughs> uh, which helps me um outline like exactly what I need to do that day which calms the mind so that's like actually a self-care thing it really calms my mind and some other self-care things I do is take CBD oil every day and for me that really helps reduce the stress because you know there's been so many times I've felt overwhelmed like stress from doing full-time job, this, blah, blah. But CBD oil has really, really helped me soothe my nerves. And when it's cold, I have baths. Like, I don't know if that's might be like, you know, my Japanese side, but in Japan, we're huge on baths. Like, it's something that even doctors recommend to us, you know, in Japan. It's like, you need to balance your central nervous system, take daily baths. <laughs> yeah. So I do that in the winter, especially. Um, But I also try to make sure I make time for fun things during the week, like whether that's hanging out with my boyfriend or, you know, me and my co-founder not working and just spending time together having wine or going shopping for a bit. Like I, I make sure to block out time to not work, even though it feels guilty sometimes, but it's necessary. 
Yeah, totally. Okay, well, this is so great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And then last but not least, how can everyone support you, chat with you, and shop Adira? What are your links? You can find us on Instagram at at adira.co. Adira is spelled with two E's, so it's A-D-E-E-R-A. And our uh, website is adira.co as well. And our pre-order when uh, our pre-orders for edition one starts on October 6th and it's going to be open until October 20th. So yeah, if you, if there's something you love, definitely grab it. And if you guys have any questions, you can just reach out like DM us. And- awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emma. This is so great. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story and telling us more about Adira. Thank you so much, Selena. It was so good chatting with you. And that was today's episode with Emma. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag us at recloseted and at adira.co. If you haven't already, also make sure you subscribe to our podcast so that new episodes are automatically downloaded every time they are released. Lastly, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive rating and review if you think we deserve it. That helps us get found, and then we can really help further our sustainable fashion message. Thanks for listening, and together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.